0: purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. The NFL trade deadline is quickly approaching, and while the Chicago Bears are expected to be fairly quiet around the trade deadline, we're talking about some players that the Chicago Bears still could look to trade at the trade deadline. We're also going to talk about Cole Komet's comments on the offense and the game plan, saying relatively the same against the Chargers and how the Chicago Bears offense did change it when Tyson Bajant was operating it versus Justin Fields. We're going to talk about all that and more right after this. You are now tuned into to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on Bears fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related, I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Central on every social media platform, including TikTok that we happen to be on. We're trying to get that TikTok popping, so go and follow us over there if you like kind of quick hit news and things like that, so to say. We also have a network, right? If you guys don't know, we're part of the Town Sports Central Network, which is led by Chicago Bulls Central, Chicago Bears Central, Chicago White Sox Central, Chicago Cubs Central, uh, Chicago Blackhawks Central, and Chicago Sky Central, so... If you uh, are a Chicago sports fan, we got a show for you. So make sure you join and check out the other members of the Chi-Town Sports Central family. With that said, all right, now let's go ahead and finally get into the content for today. So Cole Komet talked a little bit about kind of his expectations that he went into last game with, a little bit on the game plan, and then why it's probably going to stay relatively the same against the Chargers. He said this, based on the game plan, I was like, I'm going to get a crap ton of balls thrown at me. Pause. Shout out to Dwight Howard. It's funny how things work. You get into the flow of the game, and you're like, okay, we're beating them uh, to a pulp. Just keep running the ball. Uh, Bajan was okay doing quick throws. That just what what was working. And so, you know, when it comes into this, he says this. I, uh, as far as the game plan changes, he says, I think it kind of depends on how the Chargers play us a little bit. We're going to want to go into the game and run other rock. I think that's going to be, say, consistent. Hopefully, we can just pound for five yards of carry. That'll be awesome. We'll see where it goes. I'm sure they'll make adjustments off the tape that Tyson's got and try some things at him. So." Listen, we talked about it uh, right after the game, right? Teams are going to have tape on Tyson Bajan. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, how the game plan overall changed. But expect a lot of the same, right? I think now the Chicago Bears have really unlocked the fact that they need to run the ball a lot more, right? They need to rely on that running game. One thing with their offense, you know, and their, prote- their ability to protect the passer, kind of not, not not, kind of. It hasn't been consistent at all this season. Um, And running the, running the ball helps the team a lot. It helps with the quick passing game and all things like that. Keeps teams on their feet. And so that is something that you absolutely want to continue to do especially with the pass rush ability that the um the uh the uh, Chargers have right what is the Los Angeles Chargers now I, listen I all teams change in cities I'm old it is what it is Oh uh, with that said um so yeah I, you know I expect that to stay the same and so when you look at kind of the biggest differentiating factors for the Chicago Bears uh, and how the week seven game plan different from the rest of the season, right? And just a couple of quick stats. Again, I want to be clear here. This is in no way to compare Tyson uh Bajant with Justin Fields. It's just, that's not what we're trying to do here. I know that's like what Chicago Bears fans is all the talk, all the debate right now. We're not interested in having that. We're just going to talk about what the stats tell us. And then you guys can feel about it, how you're going to feel about it, right? So more short pa- short passes were uh th- were uh you know drawn up for Tyson Bage. It just is what it is. When you look at um so far, uh twelve of tw- of thirty-nine of the passes have been thrown behind the line of scrimmage when Tyson Bage is there. Twenty-eight of those have been within the 10-yard line, uh within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. 72% of the passing attempts were within 10 uh 10 yards on Sunday, and the average throw depth, for example, was 2.4 yards down the field. So you know, that, as that compares to Justin Fields, there's a big difference with that, right? So we throw um, down the field a lot more when Justin Fields in there. But again, that that is what it is. The game plan is the game plan. They had to change the game plan up because they had something different out there, right? That's not to say that Tyson Bajit can't throw down the field. And I'm sure as the season goes on, he's going to have to show more of that. This being maybe one of those games, especially if teams adjust to what he's already shown. So, you know, the short passes is a big part of what the Chicago Bears and how they found success. Uh, last week, and I'm sure that's going to be at least how they come into this game plan this week, trying to find success once again in that short passing game, getting the quick passes out. That's another thing. Tyson did uh, very decisive in getting the ball out quickly, right? What, uh, when uh, you know, when Tyson Bajant throws the ball, he was getting it out there of 2.87 seconds, right? That's it, 2.87 seconds, solid as well. Justin Fields is a little bit uh closer to four seconds, so you know, that definitely you know, helps go towards Tyson Bajan. That's part of him, A, being decisive. That's part of the game plan and them having those checkdowns for him, things like that. So all those things definitely play a part in it. You don't want to overlook that. Like I said, I I kind of am a little bit hesitant to give the numbers with Justin Fields. Not because, because I just know that that's going to devolve it into it. So, for example, um, 61% of Fields with Justin, uh, just what passes for Justin Fields were thrown within 10 yards, right? So that's a little bit different on that. Uh, right now, uh, Fields has a 16% deep ball rate, which isn't great at all. Uh, by the uh, either with that, right? And so, right now, uh, Justin Fields averages throws down the field at 8.4 yards, which is six yards further than anything Tyson Bajan has averaged so far. So it is what it is. There, t- Justin Fields has an average of 9.5 depth per target uh, with that. So that is a change. And when people say like the offensive Game plan didn't change at all. That is a drastic change. When you look at that, that is throwing it much shorter, extremely shorter, over half or well, less than half the distance that we usually throw it to. Now, again, that is not to say one way is the right way or another. We had success with it last game. That should have been the game plan. It worked against that team. And we'll see if that continues. You're not always going to be able to get off, you know, short throws um, in a lot of times. So we'll end up seeing how teams adjust to that, right? And like I said, with Tyson Bajan, um on Sunday, he was 2.87 seconds, uh, 2.67 so far this year. When you look at that, that on Justin Fields, so far, uh, for Justin Fields, it's been 3.23 average, with the lowest he's had it being 3.06. So definitely getting the ball out quicker. And it's catching defenses off guard. And so we'll have to see how that continues and if it works out against the the uh the chargers in this week. But like I said, overall, really heavy run game. Expect heavy, heavy run game. From that, And that's really uh, you know a big part of the offense changes as well as just the amount of success we're able to have putting the ball on the ground. And so if that continues for the Bears, it's going to make a lot of things easy. Easy for any quarterback, right? If you are, are getting close to five yards per carry uh, out of your running game, it keeps the defenses on its heels, right? And so it, once they start packing the box, if they do... Wow. That's, was that another pause? I don't know. With that said, uh, you know, it definitely can open up the passing game. And hopefully now, you know, the Bears can find success running the ball. And then we can see uh, how, how Tyson Baygent does in throwing the ball more down the field. Again, this isn't for me a thing of let's make it this huge indictment on if if, it, if it's better than Justin, if it's this, because Matt Ipufus has already told us. And until that changes, that that's the assumption we're going to go off of, that Justin Fields is their number one quarterback, in Tyson Bagent? is the backup. If Fields is healthy, he's going to start. It is what it is, and the data that we get from it is just going to allow us to process and see what things are working with the team a little bit better. I have no interest in discourse between Bears fans and arguing things that aren't going to change. Justin Fields is not being traded. Justin, they aren't moving off for Justin Fields, at least not yet. Now, could that conversation become more of a conversation as Tyson Bagent has more success and does some other things differently? Absolutely. You can't you can't deny that. Like if you end up if, for example, Tyson Bajan goes on a two three game winning streak. It's natural to have those conversations. Right. That's just that's the nature of sports. That's the nature of football. So, you know, we end up seeing with that one. Now, with that said, we talked about some of the things that that changed on the offense. What changed on the defense last week for the Chicago Bears? A little bit more blitz. Still not a lot. Right. We still didn't get to the quarterback too often. But the thing that kind of stood out the most is the the using man coverage a little bit more. We use man coverage at almost 15% higher clip than what we had at any other time in in the game of football, well in the game of football this year in this season for the Chicago Bears. So, you know, that's definitely something that maybe uh Matt Eberflus and this defensive staff may find that is a way to unlock a little bit more from this team and so when you have a pass coverage that performed like it did last week even and your quarter and your uh your defensive line does not have ability to get to the court to the quarterback it really does help it helps overall right so you know we'll see if that continues like i've said the secondary i think is going to be continue to trend upwards towards the end of the season and you know that's going to give ryan poles uh and and kevin warren more to really kind of evaluate and 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 figure out what they need to do but I think this needs to be a trenches-heavy offseason either way for the Chicago Bears, but, you know, to see that improvement from the defense, to see us just operate better in coverage, right? And even though we didn't get pressure, a lot of pressures, we didn't get a lot of sacks, didn't get a lot of QB hits, also our ability to just squeak, completely snuffed out the run, right? And so we've been a solid run defense for a while now, but the way that we, that we snuffed out the run, it, it was it stood out, and it definitely was something that, as far as, like, for me, somebody who loves watching the game of bas- of basketball, football, and be on the ins and outs. It really stood out, and just you when you when you suffocate a defense like the Chicago Bears did, right? in in I'm sorry, a, d- a defense plays suffocatingly as far as like getting the running game out of there. It it's it's a big thing for the Chicago Bears, and we're really on some upward trends with our offense and defense that you know really start pointing into a positive direction. Right now, we have the fifth best rushing offense in the game of football. We're averaging the thirteenth most points. We're averaging twenty two point six points uh, right now. And our total offense, we're 18th, right? So we're trending upwards. We're also ninth in 3rd down conversions, converting 43% of our our uh, our 3rd uh, downs. And we're 8th in red zone scoring. When we get to the red zone, we find a way to score 63% right there. So we're, we're, we're starting to correct some things, definitely. Pass defense still ranked extremely low, 29th. We're 28th in uh, points allowed per game. We gave up a lot of big games of points, so there you go with that one. Right now, our rushing defense is 5th. We're averaging We're only allowing 82 yards uh, uh, rushing on the ground per game so far this season. That's really good for the Chicago Bears as well. And total defense, a little bit below middle of the pack. We're 18th, right? So, you know, we are starting to go upwards, right? Still last in the league in sacks, uh, last in the league in QB pressures. We're uh, 20th in the league in takeaways. We know we haven't gotten a lot of that, but things are really starting to maybe change a little bit. Are they going to trend up to the point to where I feel like this season is going to be completely turned around for the Bears? No, I, I wouldn't even feel comfortable saying that. But I do think things are going well enough to where we're starting to see this team start rounding out a little bit better, right? So, you know, that's that's the thing. And the last thing, listen, I know that the trade deadline's coming up, and I would love to get a lot of these clickbaity videos on the the five players the the Bears should target, five players, whatever else to turn the season around, whatever else you hear, right? I don't do that. We tend not to try to do clickbait things here. I'll make a clickbait thumbnail. But we don't do th- clickbait. Uh. Uh. Content here, right? I like to talk about things that I realistically think can happen. I Like to talk about things that actually can impact and affect the team. I don't like being some of the clickbaity shit. Like I just, I just don't, I don't like it. Me and Bobby and C Dub are all in line with that. That's why you don't really see that from us. But I do think that there are some some interesting trade scenarios that could pop up for the Chicago Bears. And then I'm going to say, Unique and Gakwe has to go, right? And I doubt the Bears are going to actually trade them. I tend to believe. What we fear that the Bears are going to be fairly quiet at the trade deadline, but I think Unique is just at this point. I get it, and I get what he brings on paper and theoretically, but he hasn't actually brought it in, uh, in fruition for the Chicago Bears at all. And if you can get anything back, even if it's a seventh-round pick, that's getting back something for somebody you're probably not planning on signing or even negotiating with, unless it ends up like last uh, off-season where no team wants him, and we didn't really add any edges. And if that's the case, I'm going to be quite worried about that. But I think Unique Ngakwe is definitely a player. That could be on the move as well. It just depends on if the right team with a solid enough defensive line wants to bring him to sprinkle a little bit on top, right? Eddie Jackson, I think I think there are some real trade possibilities for Eddie Jackson. Now, I do also think that that could go more towards the offseason. He has another year left on his contract, so the Bears aren't necessarily in a rush to move him. But when it comes down to it, listen, it's just injuries with Eddie Jackson. If somebody could tell me right now that, that you can put Eddie Jackson uh, uh, in, a, in a Baca tank, right, or or give him a Sensu Bean uh, from Dragon Ball Z or anything like that. If you could do that and heal him up, I wouldn't want to see him going off this roster at all. But when you're heading towards a player that is heading, oh, that is going to be over 30 by the end of the season, that has one year left on his contract, you're going to have to negotiate with him at some point within the next 18 months. It makes sense to see what you can get him because he can still absolutely help a team and contribute to a team if he can stay healthy. And so, you may want to take advantage. And a team that would theoretically trade for Eddie Jackson at this trade deadline would have another year of him under control on a contract before you got to worry about getting into negotiations. And so you can get a season and a half out of really evaluating how much you want to pay him and to see if he can stay healthy. So I do think that those are two players that you could really look towards to maybe realistically be moved. I think outside chance maybe something with Darnell Mooney. If the Bears are very confident they're going to get Marvin Harrison Jr., in the draft and they have Tyler Scott who they're using a little bit more I think it really depends at that point on what the offer is just again so they can kind of avoid contract negotiations but I'm not willing to say that the Bears are just out looking to move Darnell Mooney for just anything right so you know those are some names that you could hear uh, called and maybe on the move for the Chicago Bears by the trade deadline but like I said don't be surprised if it's fairly quiet and the Bears are really using more of this time to really completely evaluate so they can go into the offseason and really make some serious moves, draft, uh, you know, towards things, and spend some money. So let's hope that ends up being the case for the Chicago Bears, and we'll see. Whatever happens, hopefully it's for the best of the team, and it ends up working out. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bears Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, ChicagoBearsCentral@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773 773- Two four two nine three three six. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. Thanks to you guys. And like we liked in every episode on Shy town Up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break, Break- Media. Media. Media.